Hey, everyone. You're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. I'm excited. We have a guest today. I've got the lovely Maureen McCann joining us from San Diego, California, and she is going to be talking about purchasing real estate in high inflation or inflationary times. So, Maureen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Lindsay Jackson Davis. Good to be here, oh, girl. Yeah, you always, you always got to throw the whole name in there, huh? <laughs> I do. You know me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm I really excited. We've actually been talking about this episode because we've been looking at the data. I, I know you've studied it a ton over the last year just with the interest rates, and that's, that's everybody's topic. That's all they want to talk about uh, when they're looking at purchasing uh, as to whether or not to purchase in real estate. And I know that you've spent a lot of time analyzing this information. And so um, I'm really excited to finally dive into this with you. So just tell me a little bit kind of why you're looking at inflation periods and then the real estate. Because I I do know that the pandemic, I mean, we know it's thrown thrown us a curveball. So why, why is looking at just historic inflationary periods is very important? Well, I don't know about you, Lindsay, but this is like my first time as an adult kind of living through this high inflationary period. I didn't really know what that meant before until, you know, me and the rest of the world are living through it. And so when you realize that the, you know, when you realize the diminishing uh, power of your dollar to buy things, you know, if you make $5,000 a month and then, you know, you've got lists, a grocery list of things you want to go buy you know, as inflation rises, you just have to leave things off the list because your money is just diminishing in its value and its power to buy things. So, um, you know, I, I just kind of translate that into real estate. And let's 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 be honest, you know, we've had um, artificially low interest rates and everyone, you know, was buying, it was a frenzy. Everyone's buying real estate. Didn't matter what the inflation rate was. Everyone's like, oh, interest rates are low. I'm just going to buy. So, you know, as a as the VP of sales here and really trying to work with investors to kind of get them through what's happening and what's the best course of action to take at this time, I had to get more educated and learned in this space. And, you know, data does not lie. So when you dig into the data, you know, that makes sense. And that's what I'm going to share with, uh, with our audience today is, you know, looking at the data. And one thing I love, you know, um, what uh, one of my favorite lenders, Aaron Chapman says, he's like, what is a high interest rate? right? What is a high interest rate? It doesn't matter what the interest rate is as long as the deal makes sense. As long oh, as the preach, deal works. I tell you what, I'm going to have that printed and framed everywhere in our office. And I, and I don't mean to cut you off, but man, I, I could not agree more with that. And that we've seen that firsthand investors that have walked away from a higher return property because the interest rate went up uh, you know, a point, point five, point seven five. The interest rate went up, so you're going to walk away from a better deal that people were chomping at the bit for a year ago 
for a lower return because everybody's costs went up. We had to buy the property for more, so we had to sell it for more. And just just seeing that the the properties that were left on the table from investors just because the interest rate was high, even though it was a better deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I feel your I feel the I feel the agonizing pain there because you know what they're leaving on the table, um, and they're just delaying the uh, they're delaying their wealth building game, right? Because they're going to air quotes wait for a better rate. Well, while you're waiting for a better rate, guess what you're missing out on, right? You're missing out on the capital appreciation. You're missing out on the tax deduction on your on your schedule every year. You're missing out on the cash flow because you've got a fixed rate monthly payment with rents increasing year after year. You're missing out on all this waiting for what's perceivably a lower rate. But like I said, the rate doesn't even matter because as long as the deal works and the property cash flows and you've got your money in the game, you're earning in multiple ways, not just on the cash flow side of it. So we're definitely going to dive into that here because um, you know, I've got some great data. Let's talk about inflation first, right? So you guys will get to see this. We'll probably send the link out with the um, with this podcast here. But there's the U.S. inflation calculator that you guys can take a look at. And it goes back from 1914 to 2023, right? And then I'm going to overlay that to the last 81 years of home price appreciation in the United States. And you're going to clearly see that it does not matter what inflation is doing. Housing prices are rising um, and they compound year after year after year. So if your money is not in the game, you are not earning, you are not building wealth. You are going broke slowly, waiting for some better perceived interest rate, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So before I jump into that, I'll just take one example, right? So um, there is, uh, I have the Case-Shiller Home Price Appreciation Index that's up for the last 81 years, right? And I'm just going to go to year 2021. You guys can look this up. It's in print. It's there. I'm not making up these numbers, right? But in 2021, across the United States, Now, again, this is national. There's no national market. There's local markets. But let's take the national market reporting, which is 19%, right? So that means home values appreciated on average 19% in 2021. Now, if your money was in the game, guess what you would have earned, right? So let me do a little math for you guys. So let's say you buy a $150,000 house in Birmingham, Alabama, and that house appreciated 19% in 12 months. That means that home post, that home property grew in equity twenty eight thousand five hundred, right? And what was your down payment on a hundred and fifty thousand dollars house? Let's assume you did twenty percent, right? That's thirty thousand dollars. Well, you can see twenty eight thousand five is really close to thirty thousand, which is your down payment. Which you guys, I'm talking that is a ninety five percent rate of return on your money. But if you didn't have your money in the game. You didn't earn because you were waiting for something for a a lower interest rate to come along. But what is lower? The deal works. If the deal works, you put your money in the game and let it earn. That's how we roll. 
So when you're when you were looking at like all of all, all of the years of inflation and then with that appreciation, what what was the what was the biggest conclusion that you came to? It doesn't matter what the inflation is. You got to get your money to grow faster than inflation. And the only way that I know how to do that is to put it in hard assets like real estate. Let me give you an example, right? All right. So if you go to the U.S. inflation calculator, uh, I'm just going to look up a random year, right? Here is mm, 1942. So in 1942, the average inflation was 10.9%. Let me cross-reference that with the um, with the Case-Shiller Home Price Index for 1942. Properties grew there, so home values appreciated three percent, and inflation was ten point nine percent. Okay, so there's a delta there of seven. Let's look at the next year, 1943. Average inflation for that year was 6.1%. Home growth in the nation for that year, 11%. That means your asset is kicking inflation's butt and you are growing your wealth faster than inflation can erode its value or your wealth, right? But if your money's not in the game, you're losing because you're sitting on the sideline waiting. Let's look at another year. Let's go with a bigger year, 1947. 1947, average uh, inflationary rate, 14.4%. What did home values do during that time? 21% increase. Does 21% beat 14.4% all day long? Does that mean your money's growing faster than inflation and you're building your wealth? Heck yeah, it does. And Lindsay, I could go down the list and pick out random years and show you what the inflation was and what the home price appreciation was. All right, let's just for, for S&Gs, let's just do one more year. Let's just go a little bit more current, right? Okay, so in 2020, inflation was averaged 1.2%. Let me go to my Case-Shiller Home Price Index and let's see how properties did, how owning property during 2020 produced a yield for you. That was 10%. So inflation was one2 Home price appreciation, 10%. Let's do one more year just for fun, shall we? So 2021, right? Inflation, 4.7%. 2021 home price, uh, home value appreciation, 19%. I don't know about you, Lindsay, but 19.19% minus 4.7%. Are you still winning on the equity, home building, wealth building game? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's... It, like you said, it, it's just a win across the board. So, Lindsay, the question I have for you here is, you know, I'm showing you data that shows um, during high inflationary years, and you compare that to what home values do consistently um, over time. Is it is it a good is it a good strategy to buy real estate? during high high inflationary times. Well, absolutely. But you're also talking to me and I think every time is a good time to buy real estate too. So, but no, I mean, you know, data doesn't lie. This information proves that that high inflationary times, I mean, anything that can outpace inflation is worth it. 
Yeah. And, and just to kind of make it, to make it, to, to simplify it, you know, I know I had, I talk to investors every day and I've got people that are sitting on cash. They got, they're like, I want to stay liquid. I want to stay liquid, you know, for some undetermined period of time. I don't know what's going to make them switch to go, okay, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my, my capital uh, to work and I'm going to start earning a return on that capital. Well, you know, if you've got, I don't know, let's call it, I don't, I don't care if it's $50,000, $200,000, a half a million dollars, and it's sitting in an account right now, earning less than inflation is eroding its value. They may feel warm and fuzzy, like they've got cash there, but the value of that, the value of the purchasing power of that amount of money is losing power every single day that it is not earning higher than inflation. And when you look at, you know, and I'm happy to share this table with anybody who wants to reach out and ask for it, I'll get, I'll get it to you. You know, you can see that out of the last 81 years, there were only five years where uh, housing lost value. And surprise, 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 it was during the global financial meltdown of 20, uh, 2007 to 2011. Every other year, housing increased in value. And it's not just that particular year. It compounds year after year after year. So it's not just the 10% you got in 2020. It was the 19% you got in, sorry, I got the numbers wrong. It was the 19% you got in 2020 added to the 10% you got in 2021. So it's, it's almost, it's a, it's a compounding magnifying effect, but guess what? If your money was not in the game and you left it in a safe CD at two or 4%, you know, you could be growing your wealth faster if you looked beyond what is a low interest rate and just got into the game. As long as the deal makes sense, the property cash flows, you've got a reason, you've got the property rented for a reasonable amount of time and you are earning year after year on your capital. Ah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, no, thank you so much. Every time that we talk about we we talk about this information, it it pumps me up. It re-energizes me, and it it just it lets me know too that one hundred percent that our money, my, even my and my husband's money, it is in it is in the right place in our portfolio sitting there. And we have seen that grow because we started our por- our portfolio years back. Now, I'm going to use this information. I've, I've said this information in, in other episodes, but I, I do think when you're saying that, when you're talking about the amount of money that you're not seeing, I, I want to bring up that data point that we talked about, uh, Maureen, uh, with our current investors. So we have investors that it's it's pretty normal that they want to in the high appreciation times, they want to sell. So we went back and looked at properties that were purchased from Spartan Invest in 2016 to 2018. And then when we had properties being sold in 2020 to 2022, those properties, the average, that average, now some were higher, some were a little lower, but the average sold for $32,000 more than what they were purchased for. I in that short amount of time. I mean, putting that money in your pocket. And then, and like you said, it compounds. So if they would have held on to it in 2026, it would have been more. 
in 2028, it would have been more. Outside of another 81-year global meltdown, that would have continued to compound. Yeah. I mean, some people put it in crypto, some people put it in, you know, the stock market or ETFs or whatever. And it's like, I don't know what those returns were for. I mean, I know what mine looked like, my stock, my, my portfolio looked like, um, you know, from in uh, 2021, it was kind of meh, meh, you know, but the real estate portfolio did really well. And so, you know, you and I, you know, I've been doing, I've been at this now for, I don't know, 15, 16 years and uh, several gray hairs later, right? <laughs> several decades of gray hairs later. Um, nothing, nothing in my um, career has shown me, even through the global financial meltdown, because guess what? Guess what happened? Guess what happened during the global financial meltdown? People, investors were, were they were, they were salivating because they knew now they could get properties for cents on the dollar. They could buy a cheaper property. And, and that property from 2008, let me just look, I'm just, it's just a thought. So I'm going to look at it really quickly here. Okay. So if you were an investor um, and let's say you scooped up properties between 2007 and 2011, where the global financial meltdown was, you could buy properties for 20, 30 cents on the dollar, right? Um, since then, that and if you still held on to that property, that property appreciated by year. So from 2012 to 2022, 6%, 11%, 5556541096. That is a lot of equity growth. And I will tell you this this is something that a mentor shared with me years ago, and I never forgot it. Um, he said, Maureen, if you want to win the money game, and I share this a lot with investors that I talk to. If you want to win the money game, there are three things you need to do. And he drew a triangle and he said, there's three points to a triangle. Here's the first thing you need to do. You need to buy assets that appreciate in value. Number two, they need to produce cash flow. And number three, they need to reduce your tax liability. Real estate does all three and you add two more benefits. You add two more ways that real estate pays you. So if you have not got the message at this particular point in time and you're just starting in the real estate game or you've been in it for a while and maybe you had a bum property and you think that's not doesn't work, it works. It's a long game, not a short game. And if you are serious about building wealth for your family and you're and you're wanting to leave a financial legacy, in and out is not the way to go. It's long-term buy and hold for a reason because Many, it's not only the appreciation that compounds year after year, your cash flow compounds year after year over a fixed monthly payment, your equity accrual, the principal pay down uh, compounds year after year. And guess what, you guys, let me simplify this for you. You own the paper, the renter pays all of your bills monthly, and then gives you some cash flow at the end of the month. I don't know what's a better deal. I don't either, honestly. <laughs> I've got a lot of money in the stock market too, and that is not that's that's not any of the returns that or any cash flow, any any of that. Same, same. You know, you kind of diversify, but I'm like, I should just diversify in more neighborhoods versus diversify my my stock holdings. You know, I mean, I'm up now, right now, eleven percent. Good, but okay. Then I was down the year before, so by the time you average them out, you know, and my money is not compounding as fast as it is in the home equity growth, especially now, guys, when you're looking at the housing shortage that we're in, we're at 2.1 months of supply. 
in the United States. We need six months or more to be in a buyer's market. We have to build our way out of this. With the supply chain issues easing, we still don't have enough builders to build enough. We need 1.5 million units built a year. This year alone, we've built one, they're going to be 1.3 million units built. We're still 200,000 units short, but we're already working from a deficit from 2008. So there is a, there's not enough housing for the, for the people that are here. And if you guys know basic economics, supply and demand, there's a big, big demand and not enough supply. What happens to home values? They rise, right? Because everybody wants what everybody wants. They're going to pay more for it. And then guess what? The flip side of that is like, okay, if you're going to be the one sitting on the sideline waiting for the interest rates to come down, when interest rates come down, guess what? Home values, home prices go up. So now you're just paying more for the property, but at a lesser rate. Why not pay a rate that is from the same year as we're in 6.25 to 6.5? That's the same as what, 2019, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, That's what so we average when those when those investors were not sitting on the sideline and purchasing from Spartan that got their thirty two thousand in in average equity in their pocket that mm-hmm. uh, when they cashed out and sold that's about the average interest rate of of twenty eighteen nineteen was about six point two five six point five yeah because guess what the deal made sense to them then at six point five it makes it makes sense today at six point five as long as the property produces cash flow. And girl, I've seen our inventory. I see our portfolio. We have properties that produce cash flow. All of them do. All right. of them. Absolutely. Maybe it's not the $500 that you were spoiled with or $300 that you were spoiled with, you know, several years back. But man, you've got a renter paying all of your expenses and giving you money at the end of every single month. Why are you waiting? Ah, oh, perfect. I'm going to end it on that, Maureen. That was perfect. Absolutely loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. I very much appreciate it. And all of everything that she talked about in reference is going to be in this episode's show notes. Maureen, you're a blast. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Lindsay Jackson Davis. Ciao. Bye. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at SpartanInvest.com. Until next time... This is On the House with Spartan.